Thank you for downloading Fun Employment Radio. Do you live in constant fear of someone spilling coffee all over your computer and losing everything you own? Then you need Backblaze. Go to FunEmploymentRadio.com, click on the Backblaze link on the right-hand side, and never worry about your data ever again. You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network. I am just amazed it actually happened. I mean, I am very excited. Seriously, for you. I, there's. I've never been like a, a YouTube fan of like a, like certain person or a personality. I know there's all these YouTube stars that I don't know who they are, but. But this guy? There's one in particular that you've been a fan of for a he's, very long time. He's awesome. He is hilarious and talented and very yes, awesome. Yes, and just extremely weird, which I love. I love that about him. Mm-hmm. He's he's just awesome and such a nice guy, too. And, he was, and it was so nice that he turned out to actually be as nice as he seemed. Yes, and I don't think I was too nervous. I never get you nervous, but I was. You were nervous. You were kind of, uh, you were a little, I, we interview a little flustered. so many people, and I never get nervous, but yet I am now. Uh, hello, everyone. This is Fun Employment Radio. I am Greg Nibbler here with Sarah X. Dillon. Thank you so much for tuning in today, wherever and however you listen. It is so fantastic that you do so. Of course, we are live here five days a week on the Fun Employment Radio this Network. This is the fifth day of the week, Greg. It is indeed. It is a Friday. Uh, you keep interrupting me while I'm trying to do the intro. Oh, I'm sorry, I know Mr. you're trying Nibbler. to You're trying to pepper in things. I try to pepper in my own commentary. You try to, try to sprinkle in some stuff, sure. but now, now i got to get back on track. Um, of course, we are live here five days a week on the Fun Employment Radio Network, then available via podcast all over the internet, wherever podcasts can be found. And thank you for finding us. So we've got a bunch of stuff we're going to get to today. It is Friday. It's uh, February 20th, 2015, here in Portland, Oregon, where we broadcast out of our studio. And uh, and we'll get to some other things in a minute, but I think we just need to start right off the bat and talk about... Am I allowed to talk now, or are you still doing your opening monologue? Oh, don't you, you? don't you dare. Don't you dare. <laughs> I'm not going to mute you. Yes, you can talk now. Oh, thanks, Greg. <laughs> I am going to throw... All day today. Greg, there's some days that I want to throw things at him more so than others. Today is that day. You have been threatening me with a lot of violence today. I will say that. You're very... People don't know how crazy you are. What do you mean? How crazy you are behind the scenes. Like, the weird noises that you sit over there and make... The songs that you break out singing like uh like velociraptor noises that you like you oh my dinosaur call you make dinosaur calls out of nowhere yeah that's the dinosaur call you just sit over there and you're completely silent and then you just start making weird noises and don't do anything else sometimes i wonder if i do that out in public and i just don't realize i'm doing it like i like they're my weird ticks or my my normal things that i do and then all of a sudden maybe i'm doing this out in public i don't think i do dinosaur calls out there but it, it's possible. And he also does this weird thing where he'll sit over there and he'll just hold his breath for long periods of time, like a little mm-hmm. kid who's not getting what he wants. No, I'm not doing it out of spite or but anything. you just do it. You just sit over there holding your breath, and it makes me very uncomfortable. Aren't you ever curious about how long you can no, hold your breath? No, and it's weird. All of a sudden I hear him go, <gasps> and then he just sits over there holding his breath. Yeah, and then I'll see how long I can do it. Yeah, and you just sit there, and then you start making like a little a, a little. Let me tell call. you, you will be happy someday if, if you were doing that, because what if, what if someday you, know, you get uh, stuck underwater or something like that, and you have to hold your breath, or there's like poisonous gas or something, and you have to run through like a big long hallway. I play play way too much of the pirate game. Yeah, you and, think. And so you have to hold your breath for a long period of time. If you practice, you can do it really well, and that's what I'm doing. I'm practicing. You're practicing for breathing. Things. I'm preparing myself. Sir. Okay. Well, I'm just saying today. I, I know you were very excited that we got to talk to Flula, which we'll hear here in just a little bit. Yes. But uh, I think that like somehow released your inner crazy. Yeah. 
I don't know. I don't know what you're talking You've about. You've just been a nut today telling me when and when I can't talk well, to no, on the show. Well, no, that was you. You brought that up. You asked if you could talk, and so I was just uh, going along with oh. it. I just went along with it. Don't throw anything. All right. I now have a beer bottle over here. My yeah, I know. That, that is true. <laughs> All right. So why don't we do this? Let's let's go ahead and, uh, and well, go this. So we want to- Let's set it up a little bit. Well, we want to explain- um, who it is we interviewed. So DJ Flula, if you are fans of Fun Employment Radio, you have probably heard me play some of his stuff on here before. He is the guy who is behind the song Dirk is the German Moses and also Beard, that. <laughs> and Beard Sanity and a whole bunch of other things. These are just two little niche things. He's got, I was looking at it today, it's, it's like over 60 million views on YouTube oh, he's for fantastic. various things. And he's, he's this funny German dude who, mm-hmm. uh, who moved to the States from Germany to pursue his music career. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and pursue it he has, and he's gained online notoriety. Like He does comedy, he does uh, kind of uh, analyzing American culture a little bit mm-hmm. from a German standpoint. Right, things confuse yeah. him. I was watching one with a phrase, Balls to the wall, which reminded me of ball talk. Yes, He's what, like, I do not know what this means. Right? Yeah. What is what does balls to the wall mean? Which makes sense if you've never heard that phrase before. That doesn't make any sense. So he he does those kinds of things, and now he's branched out to where, and we're going to talk about this in the interview with him too. He's going to be in Pitch Perfect two, the new Pitch Perfect mm-hmm. movie that's coming out, and then also, and can I tell you please for the record, I was there to witness. You're making me sound like a. You acted like one. You were. I saw you squeal. So we I were did actually, not squeal. I have never squealed in my life. It was a commercial life. during like a blazer game or something. And sure enough, the trailer for Pitch Perfect 2 was playing. And there's this, um, there's this dialogue where this German woman you know, is threatening like the main cast. Like, oh, you know, blah, blah, blah. and all of a sudden this German guy is just like, she can speak at languages. I'm like, oh, and Greg goes, oh, it's Flula! <laughs> <laughs> and yelled it. Uh, you okay? I did not squeal though. Let's make sure that that's clear. You squealed. You gave a. I did not squeal. squeal. There is no such thing as that. That has mm-hmm. never existed. Well, anyway, he is he is awesome, and we talked about this in the beginning of the interview. But back when Sarah and I did the um, the show for the Portland Trailblazers, where we did an online television show for them for about three years called Sportlandia, we would play some of Flula's videos, and just randomly, the way this happened was I saw somebody retweet. Something about him on Twitter, one of his, I believe it was his fundraiser for his movie, which we talk about. And I was like, huh, well, I'm just going to follow him. And then I, I posted something seeing if he would be interested in coming on the show. And then he followed us. We DM'd and all of a sudden well, now he was on the show. Talk. We DM'd. It's really not that hip. It's not, it's not that hip to say DM'd. You could say we messaged. You're like, and then we DM'd. We direct messaged each <laughs> other via the Twitter application. And he online. wrote in his messages exactly the way he talks, too, he did. which made me very happy. He did. Super. Sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> he, is, he is awesome. So we had him on. It's just a kind of a quick interview that we did earlier this morning. And um, I think we should just go ahead and play it. Let's, let's just do that. So I believe so. Uh, Flula, right here on Fun Employment Radio. We'll talk a little bit more about it afterwards. But uh, here he is from this morning. You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network. All right. Welcome to Fun Employment Radio. I am Greg Nibbler here with Sarah Extillan, and we are joined now by one of my favorite personalities from YouTube that I've ever encountered. And, that and probably is in life, actually. Probably in life. Mm-hmm. Uh, Flula. Flula Borg with us. Hello. Hello, guys. I'm, I'm feeling so sassy at large with my ego. Thanks for what you have just said. <laughs> Flula, well, I do have to say, Greg has been... I, I'm just going to pull back the curtain right now. Greg has been your number one fan for years. Well, I want to say, too, how we how I discovered you. So Sarah and I used to do a show for the Portland Trailblazers. We did an online television show for them for about three years. And part of it was, you know, I would show, like, different fan videos and things like that. And I discovered Dirk is the German Moses, 
while I was looking up videos for that. And instantly I was like, oh, my God, this is the greatest thing that I've ever seen. And so we would play clips of that on our show. Oh, man, dude, I'm so honored. Even even though this was your enemy team, the Mavericks, it's okay to <laughs> yes. play the yes. show? Yes, I know. And it was during the playoffs, too, when you guys knocked us out of the playoffs, when the Mavericks did. That's right. First round. All right. That's right. First it was round. First round. And then also when you made the video, we, we've played any video that you basically had anything to do with the NBA, we would play, including but not limited to Beard Sanity, which is my favorite. Oh, thank you very much. (laughs) We will sing that back and forth to each other sometimes. I mean, just so you know, you're in our lexicon. Oh, I feel so honored, even though Jeremy Lin is not even on the same team anymore. I love it. (laughs) Nope. (laughs) Well, so I wanted to ask you, like, how did you get your start in this, like making these videos in the beginning? Because, I mean, you have... I, I, it's millions and millions of views. I, I don't even know what the... 57? Like 57, 57, maybe million. it's more than that now. Um, how oh, did wow, the, like the sauce. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> how did you get your start in making all these videos on YouTube? Well, I, you know, I was always making music, and then just some years ago, uh, I was in America, deported, and I was deported and sad. So I wrote a song about <laughs> my four favorite things in the world. It was a techno song about my grandfather and Brad and some other items. <laughs> and then this, yeah, this then received uh, many views on YouTube, and I realized, ah, you know, actually, I should probably make more videos for YouTube. Stop, stop doing strange things like. Uh, you know, yoga on the street and make real YouTube videos every week. So then I did that, and so I'm doing that now for some years. Well, yeah, and you've gained quite the following, and it's funny because uh, people know you from so many different things, from, you know, your beatboxing, also from, like, the videos, like, that you did for the NBA, like, we learned about you from. Like, you kind of do a little bit of everything in your videos. Yeah, well, you know, as as all humans, you know, we wake up and we walk, but we also sit and we also sleep and we also eat snacks. You know, so I'm I'm just being a homo sapien. You know it. <laughs> You're doing it right. You're doing it right. Um, with the NBA videos, just really quick on that. I'm just curious. I know that you did the video with Dirk, which is incredible. You actually got Dirk to come in, and uh, I, I think you did oh. an auto tune with him, right? Yes, we did. We we drove around in a tiny car and sang uh, the the song "Satisfaction" by the Rolling Stones. <laughs> One of my best favorite moments of my life to to do this with Dirkovitz, my hero. <laughs> So he really is your hero. You you really are a big Dirk Nowitzki fan. Oh, of course, yeah. Number number one most favorite uh, basketball player in the history of of Earth, and number two, of course, is Detlef Schrempf. And everyone else is like in place five thousand. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's nice hey. he lived up to your expectations when you got to meet him. Oh, he is the most nice, famous person I have ever met in my life. Like seriously. He's just a normal dude, except very tall and with a very, very excellent jumper. (laughs) (laughs) That is awesome. Did you ever hear anything from, uh, like, James Harden or Jeremy Lin when you did Beard Sanity? No, I did not. I think they probably realized, in truth, I love, you know, the Mavericks, so your in-state issues, they cannot cannot be nice to me. I understand. That makes sense. (laughs) That does make sense. Well, you've, you've taken this, you know, now that you've got all of these amazing videos on here, and now you're spinning this into... This entire career, you're going to be in Pitch Perfect 2. Well, at least my ankle and shoulder, I think, will be <laughs> in some scenes. Well, you're in the trailer for you got, it. You have a speaking part, part in the trailer. That's pretty good. Well, but listen, hey, tr- we know what happens with trailers in real movies. You know, I was watching a movie, and I thought Chuck Norris was in the movie, but no, he was in the trailer, and I felt very duped. So you never know. <laughs> how did that come about? How did, they, uh, how did you get the audition for that? 
Yeah, you know, they called me because they found some YouTube videos and said, hey, listen, uh, please come to our place and say some words from this page and then invent some things. And then, hello, welcome to welcome to the movie set. <laughs> oh, wow. That is incredible, all off of YouTube, that all of this has happened. It's the future, Greg. Yeah, it's crazy. It's very cool how this works, I must say. Well, and you just finished funding and you, you did fund your film, correct? Yes, I, I'm. I filmed. I funded a film uh, where I am. Yay! I'm making a documentary <laughs> as I drive from here, from Los Angeles, where I'm right now standing, to Park City, Utah. And we filmed much. We still have much to do, but we have now enough dollars to complete this film and documentary. It's a movie I did not write, act, or star in until we were driving up. So I'm doing all of the roles. I'm multitasking like a crazy person. It's very fun. <laughs> and it's going to be called Fun Dance. Yeah, the film I made is called Johnny Fist, Cowboy Poet. And we're making, a, we're making a documentary about me making Johnny Fist, Cowboy Poet. And we don't know what really the documentary shall be called, but we figure, you know, Flula plus Sundance equals Flundance. So let's just <laughs> use this as our test title. So do you have a, a set amount of time that you're going to be filming this uh, documentary in? Yeah, so we started, let's just film it in these eight days that I was driving to, to uh, Park City. But then we realized that's insanity, not be insanity, <laughs> just insanity. Um, and, and so we're going to continue filming some more things um, as I complete more, more items in the film. So we are not finished yet, but we're very excited that we have these dollars to make it occur. That's fantastic. And it looks like it just got the funding right in time because you did a, a live stream, correct, on Wednesday? Yes, that's right. Yeah, and just with minutes, with some minutes for sparing, we we received all the dollars we need. So we are very, very excited about this. Oh, that's so exciting! And you also, we were looking, uh, perusing your website, and you have your very own calendar with you holding dogs. Yes, I will mail to you guys one. Please send me your address so you may receive a, a Flula Flalander. Oh. oh, that just made my day. I know it made Greg's year. That's amazing. We will, <laughs> we will hang it proudly in the studio. Please do it. Yes, of course. That's excellent. Now, do you ever make it up uh, up these uh, up this way to Portland? I love Portland very much. Uh, my best friend actually is living in Portland because um, he is. There's a, sh- a television show. It's called Grimm. Uh, oh, it's yes. about monsters and things. Yeah, yeah. So the man who's the main dude, Dave Gentoli, he's my best friend. Uh, and he is working there, so I visit many times. So I must visit you guys in a real personal handshaking and high-fiving way. That would be fantastic. Anytime. Anytime our door is always open for you. Oh, I love it. You know, and of course I love Maverick very hard, but your Blazers are very sassy. I must tell you, a very good team. <laughs> They're pretty good. Damian Lillard's pretty impressive. LaMarcus Aldridge, you know, that's, it's, it's oh, pretty awesome. Those are some nasty, nasty dudes, I must tell you. <laughs> How do you feel about Amari Stoudemire now on the Mavericks? Very interesting. You know, I'm curious to see how he will play. If, he, if he's backing up, you know, that's great. It's just a problem. He does not play defense. Dirk Nowitzki, you know, he plays a little bit. But just, <laughs> everyone is getting a little bit old. So, so who knows? I'm very curious. But I will tell you, I like Rolo on your team. I love this nickname. It's my favorite nickname right now in the NBA. Rolo. So great. He is, he is a fantastic guy, too. I think, actually, I could see you two getting along. Just, just from, just from right now. I absolutely now. agree. <laughs> oh man, I believe it. He seems like a crazy and nice man with insanity hair, which I like. Yep, that's exactly <laughs> it. That that perfectly describes him. Well, Flu, thank oh, you so much for giving us a call. And yes, you've you've got to come here in studio when you uh, when you come to town. 
Absolutely. I will do it, guys. Thank you so much. It's so great to speak with you. I, I am excited to visit your dope town very soon. Go Portland. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much, Lula. All right. Bye, guys. Bye, fun employment dudes and ladies. <laughs> You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network. All right, there we go. Flula. Oh, wow. Right here on Fun That was everything Radio. I could have ever wanted. Uh, in the live chat at funemploymentradio.com slash live, Keelan just pointed out, I love how Greg just started naming players. I realized that afterwards. <laughs> I just kind of wanted to get his thoughts on the Blazers. And you never know sometimes when, obviously, he's an NBA fan, so he knew. But sometimes I'll, I'll like throw out like key names just to see if they latch on to it. Just to see if it. they stick. It's like throwing yeah. pasta against it's a like wall. Is it Lillard. Done? Is do you know Lillard? Aldridge. Uh-huh. Do you know Aldridge? He knows what he's talking about. Well, so he's I really a basketball fan. To. He clearly is. Yeah. Yeah, so <laughs> I probably shouldn't have done I that. I was watching one of his videos earlier today where he was talking about how he doesn't understand baseball. Oh, really? Which was funny because he's just like, and they all run in their little pillows on the ground, and you run to the pillows, <laughs> like that the bases. Was, that was a terrible Flula accent, by the way. I, you know what? I don't <laughs> want to disrespect him by doing a good one. All right, fair enough. Yes. <laughs> okay. So there we go. Of course, you can check out everything on, uh, on YouTube for Flula, so go there. Follow everything he does. He is, he is just awesome. Everything. Everything. All right. So what? Is, how do you feel about the thought of him coming into town and getting to hang out with him? It'd be awesome. It'd be awesome. Be he seems like a really nice it? guy. Yes. You're making me out to be some psycho. Is what you're doing with this entire show? Like I'm a fan of his. I'm a fan of his channel. We have a lot of celebrities that come in here into the studio, and normally, you know, that doesn't phase me. That's that's great. You know, it's always fun to talk to people. I'm actually a fan of Flula, so it was cool. To get to talk to him. Why are you making me sound like such a... I'm, because it's making you uncomfortable, and that's why. <laughs> because you're not really like that, but you like defending it like this is making it sound like you are. <laughs> so you're doing this to yourself. All right. Fine. No, well, anyway, that's... he is going to be in uh, Pitch Perfect 2, and there's another movie we didn't get a chance to talk about, too. He's going to be in one called uh, Killing Hasselhoff, which stars David Hasselhoff, and I'm not exactly sure what all is involved with it, but it's it's got a bunch of celebrities that are in now, it. Now, is David, is he, Hasselhoff, is he German? He is German. Okay. Well, well, David Hasselhoff is American, but Germans love David Hasselhoff. Okay. That's the old Norm MacDonald, you know, about, about that. He, he put out entire albums in German. Have you never heard David Hasselhoff's music? I don't think so. Oh, my gosh. All I knew him from was, like, Baywatch, and then when he was ping, drunk do. eating the, oh, I think I did hear that. But, like, the drunk cheeseburger thing and Baywatch and Baywatch Nights. That's oh, all I no. really know him from. David Hasselhoff is legitimately a huge <gasps> oh! star in Germany. I remember when he, didn't he have a rap career for a little while? Don't hassle the Hoff? Um... I believe hustle. so. I don't think that was a rap career. Of no, don't I think he was a Hoff. rapper, and that was his name or the name of his album. Don't hassle the Hoff. Maybe I'm pretty sure I'm not making that up. I'm I don't know. Sure that, that sounds kind of made up. That sounds a little bit made up. No, I think that he was rapping. I think it was before drunk cheeseburger eating. <laughs> and uh, don't hassle. The hop. No, yeah, he had an entire. And by the way, here in the Fun Employment Radio Studios, we do have an autographed picture of David Hasselhoff from uh, with the with the Night Rider car in the background. Of course, you do. Okay, everybody, this is the Pingu Prance. I want everybody up to do the Pingu dance. My name is Pingu. Come on, dance to the beat. Okay, that's really not, doesn't need to go. Wait, so why, so he's in a movie trying to kill David Hasselhoff? I I don't know the premise of the movie, that's the name of the movie is. Interesting. Yes, that is what the name of the movie is. Oh, I saw that one too. 
Um, isn't like Hulk Hogan supposed to be in that too? Hulk Hogan is in it. Yes, I know that he is as well. And uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. It looks like it could be pretty good. Yeah. Well, I I will watch anything with uh, with Flula in it. Yes, yeah, it is awesome. So well, thank you to Flula. So I am going to a fancy, and by fancy I mean not fancy at all, Oscars party over at my friend's house this weekend, and where we get to sit and drink champagne and judge everybody based on their clothing choices. Okay, and see what movies that we haven't watched. That sounds uh, like something I would never win. want to do. It sounds very fun. Honestly, I don't even follow the Oscars at all because. Uh, I don't know. I just have no interest in. I don't either, but I have interest in having cocktails with my girlfriends and making fun of people during the day. It seems so boring, though. I don't even know who's up for any kind of an Oscar, to be honest. I don't. Maybe I should know that. I probably. Well, you're the one that's. Yeah, you're the one that's going to the Oscar party. I would think you would understand these kinds of things. I know. I should understand these things. I need to have like a a horse in the race. I need to be able to figure out who I'm. Well, here. Why don't we do this? Why don't we do this? Actually, why don't you give me? I'll tell you who's going to win the Oscars. I'll tell you right now. I'm going to use my predicting power. You're going to predict the Oscars. I will predict the Oscars right now so that nobody needs to watch them. Uh, give me, tell you what, let's do, let's do best actor, best actress, and best movie. I will tell you who's going to win each one of them. Wow. All right. So best yep. actor mm-hmm. in a leading who's, role. Who's up for best actor? Uh, best actor in a leading role is Steve Carell in Foxcatcher. Have you even heard of that? Um, I've seen a commercial for that. Uh, Michael Keaton in Birdman or The Unexpected Virtue of Ignorance, which I did see. This is why I can't be a movie critic. Why? Because I watched that movie and it made no fucking sense to Birdman? me. Birdman? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. I haven't seen it yet. Yeah, it was. It, all it was was like jazz music the entire time. I felt like I was going insane. And everyone, like I'm reading other people's reviews and they're like, it's the most poignant, intelligent, thought-provoking movie of the year. I'm like, I, I just, I don't get it. Okay. I don't get it. Okay. I didn't get it so much so that I was trying to remember what movie I had watched the day before when I was telling my friends that I had uh, watched a movie and I could not even remember the name of the what, movie. What? It's that bad? I thought it was about like it he's wasn't a superhero bad. or something. It was just, it was uh, not memorable. Okay. I suppose. I, I might not. Because I see a lot of press about Oh, about critics Birdman. love it. It has like, you know, 95% rating on Rotten Tomatoes and people love it. I just, I didn't get it. I, I'd be curious to see what you think. So anyway. Okay. Michael, Michael Keaton, Birdman, Bradley Cooper, an American sniper. Okay. Eddie Redmayne in The Theory of Everything. I don't know who that is. I think that's the guy who plays uh, Wheelchair. <laughs> oh my God. Sarah. No. Thank God we're not on video for that Stephen impression Hawking. you just made. So that that is something we would we would have to remove from a video. I didn't I believe. do anything. Sarah Hawking's Sarah Hawking Sarah Dillon's <laughs> Stephen Hawking impression that she just I made. I didn't know anything. who you were talking about though. Okay, all right. So did it did it help? It it did, <laughs> but it was inappropriate. I'll say that. Okay, yes, Stephen he plays Stephen Hawking. Okay, and then uh, Benedict Cumberpatch in the Imitation Game. Benedict Cumberpatch. Benedict Cumberpatch. Always very serious. He is very dreamy. Um, okay, so really, that's who the choices are: Steve Carell, Bradley Cooper, Michael Keaton. Stephen Hawking, dude, and then uh, and then who was the last one? I'm sorry, you just gave it to me. Uh, it was Benedict Cumberbatch. Benedict Cumberbatch. Benedict Cumberbatch. Um, okay, I'm gonna go with. I feel like we should be having some like nomination music or something. Well, maybe you should this. put something in there because this maybe... is something a lot of people are gonna tune into this because they know that my selections usually are correct. I, this is crossing out of the sports bounds for me though. Uh, I'm gonna go with best actor, Bradley Cooper. Bradley Cooper, I think you Bradley say. Cooper's going to get it. I have not seen American Sniper. I don't know if I'll see American Sniper, but I just feel like it's a Bradley Cooper kind of year. I think Bradley Cooper. You Cooper's feel like everything's coming up Bradley Cooper. Everything's coming up Cooper. Okay. And I, I like Bradley Cooper. He seems seems like a swell enough fellow. So, yep, I'm going with Bradley Cooper. There it is. All right. That's going to be your winner. No need to watch that one. All right. What else can I, what All right, else can so I predict? All right. So the actress in the leading role. Are you ready? Okay. Uh, right. The first one is Marion Cotillard. 
Cuddler. No idea who that is. What is she? She's in Two Days, One Night. I don't know what that is either. Uh, Rosamund Pike in Gone Girl. No idea. Felicity Jones in The Theory of Everything. Not a clue. Reese Witherspoon in Wild. I know her. Or Still Alice, uh, or excuse me, Julianne Moore in Still Alice. Uh, I know her. All right. Julianne Moore will never win. Um, I, I like Why Julianne Moore. Why will she Moore. never win? Because I don't know. Has she won before? Maybe she has. Uh, I feel like it won't be Julianne Moore. Uh, given the fact that I know nothing about any of those movies, really, other than Wild because it was filmed here. Um, Which got pretty good reviews. Yeah. Well, and Reese Witherspoon was really hot in, uh, in, uh, in Walk the Line. So there's that going for her. I don't know who the other ladies are or what the movies are about. So I feel like in all fair judgment, I'm going to have to go. I'm going to have to go with Reese Witherspoon. I really have to. I really because have to go with Reese Witherspoon. I recognize who she is and she was hot in Walk the Line. All right. So you're going with uh, This is Bradley a very Cooper. sophisticated, very sophisticated. People can't understand how much work goes into this. It was a lot of it work. It seems like you're just pulling it out of your ass I know, at the last minute. I know TMZ will probably be reporting this. They're is probably going to be is, hitting you up. Is Entertainment Tonight still a thing? Mm. We used to have to watch that when I was a kid. I don't think so. Okay. Do you well, remember I've... a current affair? Well, that was different, though. That, was, that wasn't... that was Celebrity yes, scandals, it was. was it? Oh, okay. I think so. It had celebrity scandals as well. That was the one with uh, Bill O'Reilly, right? I have no idea. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. All okay. right. Are you ready, Greg? All right. So, so far, so far, congratulations to Bradley Cooper and Reese Witherspoon. If you'd like a pre-Oscar win interview, get a hold of us, funemploymentradio at gmail.com, or contact us on Twitter at funemploymentradio. Okay. All right. All right. So, what's the big Ooh, one? This, this is, is a big one. one. This is this a big is one. This is big one. There are eight choices. Okay. Eight choices oh boy that's a lot of choices that's a lot of choices okay all right best picture first one are there any gangster movies um, i'm probably not gonna know i don't think so okay right. the first one is uh american sniper american of course, sniper we were just talking about that directed okay. by clint eastwood mm-hmm. okay. uh second is the imitation game i don't know what that is uh it has the benedict of the cumber patches in it benedict he's a code breaker con okay Oh my, that was awful. Um, Does he have any other expression than just like he that has weird, so many expressions? He is a face? very talented, beautiful actor. He seems like he just has the angry face, and then he's in because his you've deep only voice. seen him in one Star Trek movie. That is all you're basing <laughs> all of your knowledge of Benedict Cumberpatch on. Yeah, one role that you saw him play. So yes, he looks the same in the one role that you saw him play because that was one role he played. He's very angry. He's not angry. All right. Anyway. All right, so the imitation game. Uh, next is Birdman or the Unexpected Virtue of Ignorance. Okay. Uh, following, uh, followed by Selma. Okay, Which I've right. heard amazing things about. I've heard that's good. I do want to see that one. Uh, Boyhood, which is that movie with Patricia Arquette and Ethan Hawke that they filmed I like over the Patricia Arquette. of 12 years. Oh, um, that's, they filmed it over 12 years? Yeah. Oh, which, which is interesting. Okay. I have not heard good things about the movie. However, the premise of it, like following them as, you know, as the kid. Like, basically, they started with this kid when he was a child, and he grew up making this movie over 12 years. Is there anything to it other than that? I don't know. That's I just it? it? It's just like a I've, kid growing up really slow or sped up, I guess? I have no idea. All right. Uh, the theory so of, far, I'm not sold on that movie. The Theory of Everything. Okay. Which is the Stephen Hawking one. How does that go again? <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Why don't you do your impression and I'll take a picture and post that. <laughs> I didn't do anything. You just stop that. Stop making things up. That's not funny. Okay. Uh, whiplash. Wh- what's Whiplash? Uh, it's about a drummer. All right. Like, I, like a drummer. It's just about like a drummer? A, a That's teacher, it? A teacher and a student and this kid's like a really good drummer. Okay. And finally, this is the one. Well, I've seen two. two I've seen two of these movies. Um, so I saw Birdman. 
And the final one is The Grand Budapest Hotel. Oh, I like that movie. Which I have seen, and I loved that, that, that movie. That's a good movie. That movie is, Wes Anderson is kind of, I like, I don't love everything that he does just because it's a Wes Anderson movie. Mm-hmm. That movie was beautiful and entertaining and smart, and it was awesome. Okay. The Grand Budapest Hotel. All right. So. All right. <laughs> All right. Keelan is, may have cracked part of my code, but I, I'm not going to approve of that in the, uh, in the live chat. Um, Oh, I can't see the All right, give me, give me just the names really quick. Just the rundown of the names. All just right. one more time. All one right. more time. Because I'm, I'm assessing, I'm analyzing everything about the plots and about the Well, yeah, story you have lines. to make sure to do a proper analysis of it. All right, Greg. Okay. The 2015. Want me to hold my breath while you do it? I can hold my breath the entire time while you read them. Oh, my God, don't. Okay. The 2015 Oscar nominees for the 87th Academy Award. Annual nominations are as follows for Best Picture. American Sniper, The Imitation Game, Birdman, or The Unexpected Virtue of Ignorance, Selma, Boyhood, The Theory of Everything, Whiplash, and The Grand Budapest Hotel. All right, it's down to two. Just pick one, Greg. It's down to two. I'm weighing the uh, merits of each movie in my head, Even trying to determine chicks? what... Well, no, I have to go out of hot chick range because uh, I don't know in this one. Um, other than I like Patricia Arquette, you know, before. I don't really know what she looks like now. Um, she looks just fine. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm just saying I don't know. So, I mean, I can't make an accurate judgment. So you can't make a properly I can't make an guess. accurate assessment. I'll tell you what. You know what's going to win? Best picture? I got a feeling for it. Selma will win best picture. I hope so. Selma will win best picture. Bradley Cooper, best actor. Reese Witherspoon, best actress. There you are, ladies and gentlemen. You don't need to watch them. I've just told you. Wow, Greg, thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. I really can't say enough good things about you. Did you see Grand Budapest Hotel? I did. It is a really good movie. It is a fantastic movie. Yes. I really liked it. Yes. It, it, Which it, means it won't win. Yeah, probably yeah. not. Probably not. I really, I want you to see Birdman just so you can tell me what you think of it. Honestly, I don't even know... I don't even know exactly what it is. All right, the premise about. is... I know it's Michael Keaton. It's I like Michael, Michael Keaton. Keaton. So what he was, he was a, he's like a washed-up actor who was basically famous for playing a superhero called Birdman in like the 80s or 70s or whatever. So people recognize okay. him from that. He's trying to get back into entertaining, so he is he creates an off-Broadway show, which is a reinterpretation of a novel. I can't remember what movie it is. So it's like him starring in this role, but it's kind of him dealing with life, and like there's all this jazz music happening all the time, and then he can fly, he can't... I don't know. It was so confusing. Okay. It was one of those ones where I was watching it, I'm and confused I, just by your description, so I really don't know. And then I so spaced I really out know. for like 10 minutes as I'm watching it, and then I realized that I hadn't even been watching it. I was just kind of sitting there thinking, what the fuck am I watching? Okay. So I I, I would like to get someone else's opinion. Alright, I'll, I'll watch it. Mm-hmm. I'll check it out here at some point. I'll take, a, I'll, I'll, I'll take a look at it. I do like Michael Keaton. He's okay. Oh, Michael Keaton's fantastic in it. Yeah. Okay. I mean, it, it you know doesn't make it a bad movie. It was just very confusing. Maybe it's for people smarter than I am. Well, I mean, what are you watching right now? Uh, I'm watching Parenthood, Greg. Yeah. It's helping put the Band-Aid on the Gilmore Girls wound. I thought we weren't bringing up Gilmore Girls anymore. I'm just saying, I I got to transition from a Lauren Graham show to a Lauren Graham show. It's making it a little easier. That's the fuck Thank me Santa chick, right? God damn it. Stop calling her the fuck me Santa sh- chick. Well, that's what she is from she, Bad Santa. No, she is Sarah from Parenthood and Lorelai from the Gilmore Girls. And fuck me Santa from Bad Santa. 
I mean, that's what I'm saying. I feel like that was like the most juvenile thing I could say. <laughs> You're funny. That was a pretty good comeback. It was you such really a got good me. comeback. I could, I could tell there was a little hint of sarcasm oh. when you said that to me. Oh. Yeah. I want to know, I do get very curious as to what makes film critics understand what's a good movie or not. Like, why am I watching Birdman and not seeing it for the genius that all of these, like, you know, award-adorned film critics are seeing, like, saying, like, oh, it's a masterpiece. I don't know. It seems like it's all corrupt anyway. I know, but why, I, I don't understand, like, what makes a person, like, a good film critic. Like, how come their opinion is the right one? And I don't know. And if I look at it and say this doesn't make any sense, then it They've doesn't make any sense. They've screwed over matter. enough people to get to the top, and then everybody just listens to their opinion. Maybe they guessed right correctly enough. Do you think I the film know. critics just kind of do that sometimes because they don't want to be the butt of the joke, so they try to pretend like they get it? Either pretend that they get it or pretend that they hate everything. That's true. But if they don't understand something, they say it's genius and it's a masterpiece. Because <laughs> they don't get it? Yeah, because they don't get it. <laughs> well, by that virtue, then you should be saying Birdman is a gen- you know, a masterpiece. But I have to be honest. It was so boring. <laughs> you mean genius, Sarah. I mean, it was so genius. And I see, mean, and then what you do is you try to make other people... The juxtaposition between the jazz, the, the jazz noise that would constantly not stop throughout the entire movie and Michael Keaton's somewhat mental breakdown and his kind of trashy daughter, Emma Stone, who looked a little like Trashy Hot, who was having an on-again, off-again thing with Edward Oh, Norton. Emma Stone's in it? She is. All right. I wish you would have told me that when I was deciding what the best movie was because that could have weighed into the factors. Uh, Bean just says Sarah's opening a very dangerous door with that question. I'm not dis- I'm not saying anything bad against film critics. I'm just I You're I just wonder you, why you don't understand how it works. I wonder why some people's opinions what has earned them the validity of their opinion over somebody else's. Okay, that's my question. All right, and it's not directed toward anybody. So if you're a film critic, it's not you. It's me. Naomi Watts is in Birdman too. Why didn't you give me this information? This was valuable information I could have used when making my determination on who was going to win. But. Naomi Watts, like, every, all the pieces are good. Naomi Watts, oh, she's she's A-OK. Real Sheila, that one. She's from Australia, too. Okay. All right. Hello, my friends. My name is Sarah X. Dillon. Welcome to my world of crazy. Crazy. Greg, I have an update about a girl that you do know about. Now, do you remember uh, she did go to your same institution? She went to your alma mater, if you will. Oregon State University student, well, ex-student now, Kendra Sunderland. Remember her? The, the masturbating chick in the library? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't think that's what was going on, but I, I do remember this story. She no, was the that one that was, filmed the video in the library. Yeah, she filmed the video of self-pleasure in the library. I don't think that's what she was doing. That's exactly what she was doing. I have their articles devoted to it. She okay. was filming. She was a, cam- a camera girl. Okay. Uh, doing a sexual act to herself. Okay, all right. So uh, Kendra Sunderland was accused of masturbating on film at the Oregon State University Library, but now she believes that the whole to-do was worth it because she says, in her words, she's got the deal of the century because she was offered a four-page photo spread in Penthouse. Oh, wow. Yes, indeed. In Penthouse? In Penthouse. Make a beaver joke, Greg. No, no, I'm not. No, people that at Oregon State don't make the beaver jokes. Everybody else makes them. No, what what goes on there? At Penthouse? Yes, Kendra Sunderland is currently in San Francisco today filming her four-page photo. I didn't photo even know that was still spread. around, to be honest. Mm-hmm. 
I had no idea. Huh. Uh, she's also partnering with the magazine's parent company, Friend Finder Networks, to create a website called playwithkendra.com, which will be <laughs> a website devoted strictly to her own cam shows. Yeah, more power to her, you know. Do whatever you got to do, I guess. So Friend Finder Network uh, CEO Ken Hawk says that Sunderland can make six figures from the deal, and that's annually. Hey. Uh, unlike Sunderland's previous camera work, which was done in public places, Sunderland's new solo sex shows will be done in private, but in a variety of exotic settings. Uh, so she says, the challenge to make her career as a full-time masturbator is daunting, <laughs> and she realizes she has to take it more seriously. Before, I used to stop camming once I got paid. Now if I want to build a following, I have to be on more regularly. So she sounds like she had quite the scholarly career ahead of her, <laughs> so I'm a little surprised that she's giving up her education so easily. And that's, you know, you do what you got to do, I guess. <laughs> Tristan in the chat at funemploymentradio.com slash live says she's now the most famous person to go to, o- uh, to OSU. That is not true. Name another one. Gary Payton. You ever hear of a little Hall of Fame basketball player by the name of Gary Payton? The Glove. The man's a legend. And he Was went he to Oregon like State. Little, the, the party guy? The party guy? He's not a party guy. Okay. What are you talking about? I don't know. I was watching something about the behind the scenes of that football player. Who's the the football player who would like go up? <laughs> you know what I'm I, talking about. I really, you gotta, you got to narrow it down a little bit more than that. I really don't I know. I thought that was his name. The party guy? I'm thinking of Joe Montana, maybe. I don't think Joe Montana was a party guy, nor did he go to Oregon State. He went to Notre Dame. Yeah, he went to a more prestigious university. I wouldn't even say that. It just... Anyway, let me get back to my story about Sunderland and her full-time masturbating, okay? Fine. That, you know, the party guy. Sunderland's... Wait, Gronkowski? The Gronkinator? The Gronkening? I, I don't know. Is that who you're trying to refer no, to? No, that's not who I was trying to refer to. Let's just move forward. Uh, Sunderland, <laughs> when she is not, you know, her time isn't being filled with her... Or masturbating uh, is also trying to find other ways to stick out in the crowded cam girl community. Sunderland says, "I blow bubbles." One guy sends me huge packs of gum so he can watch me blow bubbles on camera. I think wow. it's sexy and cute. She's making six figures and dropped out of college that in the is first year. Only on one website. She is also signed to another website called Date Broke College Girls. <laughs> <laughs> so. Her uh, cam girl career is still touch and go at this point. She's scheduled to be arraigned uh, next week and could be facing a $6,000 fine or up to a year in jail. So uh, another Canadian website who also wants to fund her for being a, a, a cam girl called Bang You Later. Wow, these are very... Said that they will cover the financial penalties that are handed down to her if she has to pay the fine. <laughs> Bang you later. And what was the other one? Date broke college girls. Or Date broke college and bang you later. <laughs> I just wonder when somebody goes in and more about everybody, whatever industry you want to go into, it's it's a free country. But you know when that's that's your website. That's what you're the purveyor of. Is <laughs> like I'm when sorry. people ask you like, hey, what do you do for a living? Oh well, you ever have a little website called Bang You Later? <laughs> Where I furiously masturbate? Like, I just, I, I picture, like, going to, like, you know, Christmas Christmas uh, gatherings with, like, the family and stuff like that. Or you come back and hang out. Hey, Ted, <laughs> it's great to see you, man. What have you been up to? Well, you know, I got into the internet biz and then um, started a porn company. It's called Bang You Later. You know, you might want to check it out. Well, regardless of what happens. <laughs> Banging them now was taken. So Bang You Later on that one. Uh, just, Kendra- just signed a real big star, though. You hear that Oregon State girl who was masturbating furiously in the library? Yeah, she's on the roster. Might have seen that in the news. Well, Kendra Sunderland says, 
That regardless of what happens, she is sure of one thing. College just isn't for her. (laughs) (laughs) That's really what she said. All right, I thought this was really weird. Uh, So a Japanese vegetable juice company has now designed a new wearable robot whose sole purpose is to dispense tomatoes for people to eat while they're on the go. Tomatoes? Just a whole tomato? Tomatoes. So this is a thing in Japan where people eat a shitload of tomatoes. So the, <laughs> the robot's called Tomaton, and it's a robot that can be worn as a backpack. So it weighs about 18 pounds, and it features a tomato-shaped head with a mouth that opens to dispense a tomato into circular metal arms that then come down over your face into the person's mouth to feed them a tomato. I'm so confused Now, why would anyone need a tomato-spewing robot? Well, according to Japan's large, largest supplier of tomato juice named Kagomi... Um, people running in marathons really need an endless supply of tomatoes to carry along with them so they don't get weak. They need the nutrition what? from tomatoes. So confused. Okay. Greg, it's a tomato-spewing robot that puts tomatoes in your face. I mean, that's that does sound pretty amazing, except I don't like tomatoes. So, Yeah, so uh, Kagomi, or the, they're the company that created this tomato, uh, Tomaton, the tomato-feeding robot. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this is uh, this actually just previewed this week. And uh, so one of the runners for a Tokyo Marathon that's happening tomorrow is actually going to be representing the company, and he's going to wear the Tomaton during his run. Okay. So he doesn't get too parched. How many tomatoes does he eat during a run? Well, see, it says that it comes with, you can get up to 60 tomatoes in it. So you're going to run with a backpack full of 60 tomatoes. (laughs) That's going to help you? Uh, With a backpack robot full of 60 tomatoes. <laughs> so what's going to happen is uh, the owner of, of the Tomaton is going to run alongside the guy who's running with the with the robot tomato dispenser on him uh, with tools just in case the robot stops working. Sounds very efficient. <laughs> yes. Uh, there is also a petite tomato. And this is petite. It isn't petty, as so many people corrected me <laughs> yesterday. I, I get it. All right. I said it wrong. Petite Tomaton. Now, the petite. Yeah, I've gotten a lot of emails about petite that. Petite Tomaton weighs just three pounds and features not the big metal arms that put the tomato in your face, but a mini tomato holster that's worn on the back. What is this obsession with tomatoes? I'm, sto- I'm sorry. Is, I, is there any basis for this? Is there any explanation on that? As this runner is, as the robot is much smaller, the runner will need to hold up a delivery tube to get the tomato goodness into their mouth. But the robot also features a timer so that the runner does not ingest too many tomatoes <laughs> and deplete their supply too quickly. Well, there's just no explanation of why the obsession over tomatoes. It's just like it's not a well, that's a back. given thing. It's not for water. And no, it's given. Like- you need tomatoes. We all know that. Problem is, there's no accurate delivery system for the tomatoes. <laughs> oh, yes. Bean just posted a picture in there. There is the tomato. All right. You can Google that, or, or we'll put it on uh, Fun Employment Radio. Yes, we will. For this episode. Yeah. The mini tomato holster will feed you tomatoes while you're running. God bless the Japanese for coming up with that, because I, I don't know, know what else we would do. Because you know what you need when you're running? Not water. Tomatoes. <laughs> need more tomatoes. <laughs> and let alone, why couldn't you just wear a normal backpack and grab the damn tomato? Like, that's the whole thing of the robot? Is it just hand delivers it to your mouth? It just it has for that metal extra arms. effort that you would have to have to. So it basically looks like a tomato baby sitting on your shoulders, but with metal arms. And what it does is it opens its head and it takes out a tomato. Then its tomato baby arms come in front of your face and feed you the tomato. Rick in oh. the chat asking a personal question. Greg, no tomatoes or mayo, so you've never had a BLT? Nope, I don't like BLTs. I'll do the B and the L. No T though. Ah, oh, that tomato head is actually kind of creepy looking. Yeah, I don't know the Japanese obsession with tomatoes, but okay. they're very they're healthy, so maybe that's uh, maybe that's good. You know, in America, it would just be like a candy bar holster or something. Yeah, yeah, America.
To the United States we go, out of San Diego. A naked man on Interstate 5 temporarily halted traffic yesterday morning, starting at about 10 a.m., when police received a report of an entirely nude man running in and out of traffic northbound on I-5. One of the witnesses, his name is John Ferraro, said that he caught the spectacle on the cell phone and gave it to a news company. Uh, He said the man was running in and out of traffic completely nude, making eye contact with the drivers, and once their eyes locked, he would approach them aggressively, jumping on their windshields. He made eye contact with uh, the guy who was talking about this, John Ferraro, and was running towards him, trying to rip off his windshield wipers. Police called 911 as the man was darting in and out of cars, even stopping now and then to do push-ups in the road. Uh, It was speculated that he had definitely had glazed over eyes and was in a world by himself. Uh, California Highway Patrol officers were able to chase the man and had some difficulty taking him into custody. At one point, the naked man pretended that he was being docile, then leaned over and bit an officer's leg while they were trying to restrain him. And yet that guy doesn't get shot? No, he doesn't get shot. The crazy naked man that's ripping things off of cars and biting a police officer's leg. Well, you need to calm down, son. Yep, both the naked man and the officer ended up with minor injuries in the scuffle and were transported to a hospital for treatment. Northbound traffic was stopped briefly during the incident. Other question, why would you make contact with the crazy crazy naked man running down the street? You never make eye contact with him. No, don't look at him. Never. Mm -mm. There used to be this guy on uh, Hawthorne Boulevard here in Portland. He was always in camo. And he, he would stand on the corner, big beard, and he would yell at people going by. What corner? Uh, 39th. Or, or any, any of those blocks right in there. 39th, 38th, 37th. He's right still in there. there. I haven't seen him for years myself. Mm. Maybe, maybe he's back. I don't know. I know because exactly he was, who you're talking about. Because, he's- yeah, he was famous because he'd just stand there and yell like, Goddamn library card, motherfucker! Goddamn it, motherfucker! You know. Dude, that, that was my best impression right That's there. That's pretty so. good. No, he's in my neighborhood yeah. now. Yeah, he would scream. Mm. And I saw, <laughs> I saw him one time. Uh, he was going through the crosswalk and just like started walking across, and there was this woman in a van who stopped and said something to him because she was mad about him yelling the language, which is a huge mistake. You don't address that crazy. You let that crazy walk on by and hope it doesn't see you. Nope. You try to this be, guy was insane. Yeah, you try to be in camouflage. You just oh, yeah. don't want them to see you. Nope. She called attention, and then he looked over her at her and just was like, God damn it, and started and um, walked up to her hood and just started like pounding on it. And yelling and screaming at her, and you could see her panicking inside. I'm like, well, what, what did you think was going to happen? You just poked crazy. Yeah, don't you told, poke crazy. You told crazy to calm down. Oh, don't ever tell crazy to calm no, down. No, you don't. The mm-hmm. man, and it was always about a li- library card, too. I don't know what the deal was with that. He was mad about a library card. There was a, there was a, like a time for a few months, remember, where people were getting kicked out of the library on 39th for um, using it for porn? I mean, I don't, I just don't like even see girl, this. Just like your girl, Kendra, just like your alma mater, your... Your college. My fellow beeve. Your fellow beaver. Mm-hmm. Kendra Sunderland. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I don't, I don't think this they're guy, making money off of it, though. I don't picture this guy um, being allowed into a library. I, he was he was very upset. Hmm. Very upset, hmm. usually. But anyway, yeah, this woman, like, poked the crazy. Like, you don't make eye contact with nope. that. If somebody's that angry and yelling and screaming, you just let them pass on you by. You just let them be. Yep. You let them do their thing. Well, and I'll just go to this. This is a bizarre phobia. A woman has been scarred for her life with a bizarre phobia of dinosaurs after watching Jurassic Park as a... That's a dinosaur call. After watching Jurassic Park as a child, 
This woman is 28 years old. 28 years old. Her name's uh, Victoria Jones. Uh, Victoria Jones first watched the prehistoric film when she was just seven years old. And now, since then, the remaining 21 years of her life since she first saw Jurassic Park, cannot live her life without constantly being on the lookout for velociraptors, a type of uh, meat-eating dinosaur featured in the movie. She cannot stop her fear of velociraptors. It has left her homebound. She's afraid to leave her house. So she, the mother of two, this woman has procreated, mind you. Of course. Twice. Well, you know, there's always going to be some guy that'll be... Yeah, afraid of dinosaurs, whatever. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's cool. That's sure. Cool. I'll protect you from the dinosaurs. <laughs> if I wasn't here, they'd all be coming back right now. Well, the mother of two always plans her escape whenever she leaves her house, which isn't very often in case of a potential velociraptor attack when she is out and about and she refuses to leave the house alone at night. Uh, a wildlife volunteer, Crazy Victoria Jones, says, My fear started from the first time ever I watched the film, and particularly, uh, in particular, I'm seriously afraid of velociraptors in the scenes with them freaked me out so much as a kid, it sparked a lifelong fear. I know it's ridiculous because dinosaurs don't exist now, but I've tried so hard to get over it and I just can't turn it off. Victoria, who is a mother to a five-year-old and a 19-month-old, claims her heartbeat increases and breathing becomes erratic at the mere thought of dinosaurs. Even seeing dinosaur toys puts her over the edge. Wow. She says, in the daytime, I literally run to my car to strap in the kids, constantly looking up and down the lane and around to check to see if there are any velociraptors coming toward me. Those poor kids, they don't get to play with dinosaurs? Then I quickly jump in and slam the door after me. When I'm out, I'm constantly planning my escape route and uh, hiding place just in case a velociraptor comes up. I'm so scared of dinosaurs that I can't go out alone in the dark. God, I really want to just walk up near that woman and do my dinosaur call. You should. Let's go visit Victoria Jones. Uh, So Victoria says, uh, my son and husband were watching Jurassic Park in the living room the other day, and I could feel my heart beating and my hands sweating. I had to ask them to turn it off because it was too torturous for me. I'm dreading that the new film Jurassic World is coming up because it's set in a city. I'll constantly be worrying about dinosaurs running around. Wow. Because it's set in a city. Uh, Although Victoria is not scared of dinosaur characters um, on television, like the cartoon ones, for example, Barney or like children's ones. Well, because that's not real, Sarah. (laughs) Yes. Let's just pretend. Jurassic Park was so real. It was really a documentary of what happened. Uh, she does struggle to play with her son's dinosaur toys, so she does allow her son to have some dinosaur toys. Uh, Victoria said she also recently went to a dinosaur park where they have the large animatronic dinosaurs, but she was so scared of the lifelike, mov- uh, lifelike moving di- structures that she burst into tears and cried and had to be comforted and leave. Oh, that poor woman. That Victoria- poor woman with what she's gone through. I mean, we should all so all hard. really be feeling... We should all be so strong. Yeah. I mean, I wish I could be as strong as this woman. I know. Com- combating her fears. Yeah, Victoria says what my... What she's been through? Like, you have no idea. Victoria says, my friends and family think my dinosaur phobia is hilarious. No one takes it seriously. <laughs> it literally rules my life. She uses literally a lot, and it's misused, and it's irritating. It literally rules my life. I often wake up in the middle of the night sweating because I've had a nightmare about being chased by a velociraptor and have to rescue my friends and family. It usually ends with all of us hiding out in a loft, and I'm afraid they're going to come around the corner and eat us. I am just very impressed that Victoria has been able to make it to 28 years old. That is, that is pretty impressive. There you go. I feel like I gave you a lot of crazy today. That, my friends, is your world of crazy. It's a lot of crazy. How did that go again? None of your business. All right. Well, we've got a few minutes left, Sarah. Should we do a little bit of a uh, little bit of ball talk here before we before we move on from that? Oh, By the way, I want to note uh, in the chat a lot of people were really congratulating me on my dinosaur call. It's a pretty good dinosaur call. 
Don't make. Never mind. It was pretty amazing. We used to do that um, skiing. You would ski down the mountain, like come up on somebody who's going really slow, and just like fly by. I'm going, wow! Like make that noise, and then you'd and they'd fall. Sometimes not hurt, but. Kaylin's saying, no one congratulated you, Greg. No one. No, 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 I saw it. I saw I'm not it. seeing anything. No, that was in there. It was in there. All right, I'm... <coughs> Dinosaur Call takes a lot out of you. I'm Greg Nibbler. Let's talk balls. Balls. All right, it is uh, small balls today, just a little little potpourri. A little bit of this, a little bit of that. Um, do you want to address this really quick? So, this is kind of scary. Uh, Chris Bosch maybe out for the rest of the NBA season due to the fact that they found a blood clot in his lungs. Oh, Jesus. Yes, Chris Bosh of the Miami Heat. Um, he's okay. They said it's not life-threatening, but the fact that it's in there, they, they're like, you can't play basketball. So he's in the hospital right now. Looks like they're going to um, you know, see what they can do to get, to, to get rid of the thing, obviously. But, uh, but yeah, that's kind of scary. Like in two days between the, what happened to Jerome Kersey and then now this. Like even LeBron James posted, man, my heart real heavy right now thinking about Chris Bosh health, especially after hearing about Kersey the other day. You know, it's, it's kind of crazy. So anyway, Chris Bosh, not a fan of him. He does look like a velociraptor himself. But I thought he was a lizard person. Well, he could be that too. He is just human after all. He is, he is in fact human and uh, wishing him a recovery. All right, moving on to ball talk. Ugh. I said it's it's very small balls today. There's not there's not a whole lot going on. Uh, there is this. There were all of the NBA trades that happened yesterday. Of course, the Trailblazers uh, acquired Aaron Aflalo and Alonzo Gee or G. I still don't remember how to pronounce his name correctly. It's G E E. I think Gee. it's Alonzo Gee. Gee. Yeah, that's what that's what I think. So, uh, Alonzo Gee. Um, they acquired those two, which is a big upgrade for the Trailblazers. They that was a smart move. That was a, that was a that was a damn good move. Yeah, I, think. I keep seeing it. But I don't understand trades. Uh, Aaron, I, mean, I keep seeing everyone say that it was a good move. Aaron Aflalo just became our best player off of the bench, and he's I mean he's a starter for most teams in the NBA, and we're going to have him as a sixth man. That's that's good. So he's the first person to come off the bench. Yeah, okay. he'll be he'll be our yeah, yep he'll be our star. That's not the starter. So it's it's a it's a good move. I think it's going to help them out a lot. Uh, another another. Uh, Big moves that happened in the NBA. Oh, no, people are saying it's G. G? It is G? It's G. See, when we were working for the Blazers, I remember that, but I, I can't remember. I can't remember. Um, okay, Alonzo G. All right, there we go. So, uh, a couple other trades. Goran Dragic and Zoran Dragic. His, Zoran. It's Goran and Zoran. Zoran. They're brothers from the Phoenix Suns. Goran Dragic demanded a trade yesterday. And basically put the Phoenix Suns under the bus, and he ended up, he did get his trade, though. He was moved to the Miami Heat, where Goran Dragic is going to be joining them, along with his brother. They got rid of his brother, too. They're like, fine, take your take your crappy brother yeah, with you. Yeah, you just get out of here. No, his brother kind of sucks. He's not going to last long in the NBA. But they were like, yeah, we'll sign your brother. <laughs> anyway, moved to Miami, and a bunch of other trades that did happen. So there was uh, all that that was going on in the NBA. And we'll make this short ball talk. Short balls today, small balls, because I feel it's only appropriate, given our interview that we had earlier today, that I play a very special song. Ooh! And this song comes from the man that we had on the show earlier. Now, these two players no longer play together, but for a short time, it was a very big deal. You may remember a little thing called Lynn Sanity, 
with Jeremy Lin. That was a magical time. It was pretty magical. Jeremy Lin on the New York Knicks. He's I- a Harvard graduate, kind of came out of nowhere, and all of a sudden just like took the league by storm for like a month. He was just on fire. That was really cool that that happened while we were working for the NBA. Yeah. I mean, that was a lucky time to get to work during that because that was just insane. It was. Yeah, it was It was a very big thing, and it only lasted, only lasted about a month and a half maybe that uh, Lin's sanity was going on. It was a big deal because, you know, he's a Harvard grad. And he was kind of a backup. Nobody knew what happened really much about him until then. There were a bunch of injuries. He got put into the starting lineup. And then on top of that, he's also uh, Asian-American, which is a big deal in the NBA. Because there's, there's, you know, there's not a lot of Asian-American players. Well, he sold like millions of jerseys, I remember, in like that first week. Millions that of jerseys. Was ins- it was not. I keep saying insane because it was Lynn Sanity. I mean, yeah, I can't even recall how many it was. It was. Yeah. And, and more power to him. You know, it, and so... At that point, though, after that season, the demand for him was pretty high, and he ended up going to Houston, where he teamed up with James Harden, who is known as the Beard, because he's got a big beard. That's that's about it. <laughs> known as the Beard. Wait, you mean it's not more complicated than that? It's not more complicated than okay. that. And neither is this song, which is called Beard Sanity. Hello. Um, I was watching sport tonight, and I did see James Harden is now with the Houston Rockets. Uh, also, uh, Jeremy Lin is there. Also, so they are now uh, a, a, du- a duet, so two. So they need, I think, a new nickname for it. Beard plus Lin Sanity. This is Beard Sanity. So there's a Beard Sanity backcourt. I write a song. Beard plus insanity. Beard plus insanity. Beard plus insanity. What I thought that the computer say what? Hello, I am Jeremy Lin. I'm Lin Sanity and I wanna win. Hello, I am James Harden. I got a dope beard now I'm in Houston. Kick it. Plus insanity equals beard sanity. Everybody gotta grow an insane beard. Beard plus insanity equals beard sanity. Everybody gotta grow an insane beard. Beard plus insanity equals beard sanity. Everybody gotta grow an insane beard. So there we go. That is part of Beard Sanity by oh Flula. Oh my god, I love that song. It is. It gets stuck in your head. So much. Well, and he does like he does all of this himself, and he has this amazing like looping board, mm-hmm. so you can hear him like rapping over himself. Mm-hmm. It's really cool. Be it sanity. <laughs> Keelan's asking if you're doing white boy lobster claws. Yeah, I could easily. Yeah, white boy lobster claw dance. Boop, boop, boop. Gotta throw okay, it down, sir. Let's Sarah. just stop that. Throwing now. down ducats. All right, that concludes this edition <laughs> of Ball Talk. <laughs> all right, so there we go. DJ Flula, of course, on the show earlier. Flula Borg. Um, do you want to remind everybody? Coming up this weekend, Sarah, I brought up skiing about how we used to, uh, we used to your... go up behind people and then do the dinosaur call as what we like, ski past him. Right now is a great time to get a good deal on all kinds of ski equipment because, you know, the season's running out. And if you go to Next Adventure, right there in the corner of Grand and Stark. Grand and Stark, mm-hmm. yes, indeed. That was a quiz. I'm glad you passed that one. Uh, thank you very much. Right there on the corner of Grand and Stark here in Portland, Oregon, Next Adventure, nextadventure.net, also online, where you can uh, purchase from there and have it shipped. They have some really good sales going on. And thank you to everyone who's been going down to Next Adventure uh, and, and purchasing from them uh, because they support us, and we really, really appreciate 
them, and they're great people. Local business here out of Portland. They've been here for a long time. And on top of that, you can order online as well. They've got an online store. So even if you're not around here, you can order from them. They've got great deals. It's a great place to get any kind of outdoor equipment that you would ever think you would want. Anything. Mm-hmm. They've got it. So, And uh, it's discounted right now. So now is yeah. the perfect time to go and head there and let them know that you heard about them from us if you, if you so desire. Yeah, let them know or even just send us an email or a picture or something of whatever you purchase from them because that kind of stuff helps because then we could show them and be like, look, our listeners are badass and they are Hell smart yeah. because they're going to you guys. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's really cool. So Next Adventure on the corner of Stark and Grand in the nextadventure.net where you can order on there. Thank you, Next Adventure. Awesome. All right, we do have one birthday before we go. We We want to wish a very happy birthday to Jesmond's mom, Barb. 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 I love that name. Happy birthday, Barb. We hope you have a wonderful weekend. Greg said that you can celebrate all weekend long. Happy birthday to you. (laughs) Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Hot damn right. Happy birthday. Happy birthday, Bob. All right. Well, I think we're uh, about out of time for today. We do want to say thank you to Larry, who is here in studio with us. Larry. Larry Larry brought us a couple of beers, too. He did. It's very delicious. It says ridiculously tasty original amber ale. Well, look at that, sir. And it is ridiculously tasty. Mm. Why don't you just go ahead and drink that on it? No, let's not do that. Let's not do that. Send us an email, funemploymentradio at gmail.com. Give us a call, 503-575-9120. You guys are fantastic. Thank you so much for listening to Fun Employment Radio. Uh, thank you to Flula. You can follow him online at Flula, F-L-U-L-A. I did that right. Yes, F-L-U-L-A. And sure um, <laughs> we'll be posting the interview You know, if you ever want to retweet that. And follow us all on Twitter, uh, at Radio is the show's handle. Then at Sarah X Dylan, Sarah with an H. And at Greg Nibbler, 1B and Nibbler, um, follow us on Twitter and all that stuff. And and that would be awesome. Because <laughs> you guys are awesome. <laughs> You're all awesome. I've had a lot of coffee, not much food. You sure have. I know yeah. people were speculating as to whether or not you had a lot of juice. I think it's no food, a lot of coffee. That's pretty much it. That's pretty much it. And that a little bit of beer. <laughs> that sums yeah. it up. Yeah. That kind of sums up everything right there. All right. Well, there we go. Uh, coming up tomorrow on the Front Employment Radio Network, Chronicles of the Nerds at 10.30. Followed by Rip City Bad Boys. Rip City Bad Boys. All right here on the Fun Employment Radio Network. Thank you so much. You guys are awesome. We will be back on Monday with more Fun Employment Radio. Bye, guys. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network.